to sing the song? <gasps> Absolutely. Yes, oh my god. Let's do it. So is wow. everyone going to sing? Yeah. Jeremy, are you going to sing? Be I'll, be, I'll be here. Okay. It's going to be like a. What do I do? Do I do the harmony or do, do the I high? Am I the melody? The melody. <laughs> okay. I heard it. Karen. Okay. Um. What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? That was so incredible. Wow. We've never done a choral version. We've it was like a never done of it. A, oh, yeah. the Pentagonics. Yeah. Remember them? <laughs> the Pentagonics. <laughs> Do you see in our chart? Any kind of disruption in like January of 2019? Let <laughs> 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 Ah! Or, um, yeah, I was also trying to think of like January 2019. Other ways of asking. Oh. A question. Yeah. <laughs> Obsessed. Astrology's amazing. Oh, I know. I don't understand any of it. I'm glad she does. Yeah, well, so like. 2019, talk about a bad year for this podcast. I mean, so like, <laughs> 2019 is when we were having eclipses, which eclipses are sort of when you go into the portal of the unknown. Time speeds up, time slows down, things burn down, things blow up, etc. And we were having eclipses in Cancer and Capricorn. And in the beginning of January 19, we had a gnarly, gnarly, gnarly eclipse in Capricorn, which in this chart because this chart is cancer rising cancer sun all the stuff in cancer capricorn is the seventh house which is like in a person's chart is like your relationship your partnerships but in like a podcast chart it kind of is like it is i guess it's sort of like the idea of like the, the partnership within the podcast or like the support system within the project mm-hmm. and like the year of 2019 everything going on with Capricorn was just sort of like we're burning it to the ground slowly <laughs> things are getting less and less and less they're going to be eclipses here so there's just going to be disruptions and change and you might just like you can only like I feel like it was the kind of thing of like I'm only going to show up in like sort of a more minimal way does that feel on point or no well you know that we had a traumatic incident <clears throat> That was directed towards the podcast in January. Wait, can I guess what it is? Oh, because the seventh house is also the house of enemies. I know what it is. The seventh house is is the house of enemies. enemies. I know what it is. And I clocked it as it was happening. You Um, knew? Yeah. I guess you can. It is kind of like in the history. Yeah. Sort of. But (laughs) it's kind of unimaginable. Should I say it? No. No, no you no, can't. Not. Okay. This is so Voldemort. Well, yeah, we'll wait. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. literally Voldemort. It's Post haste, but yeah, no, the seventh house is I'm also. I'm pretty sure I know. And I'm pretty sure when it enemies. happened, I was on a bus and I was like, oh my God. Because I just listened to the other episode and I was like, holy shit. But if this isn't it, then maybe. Yeah, it might We'll talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> um, what? We'll talk no, about we'll it. Talk about we'll talk about it after. Okay. Um, but, anyways, it's sort of like. Yeah. This event instigated. What day um, was that? Nobody, no. Uh, Do you remember? Sorry, well, I just remember exact dates because I'm like you could probably early. Well, no. I mean, it's somewhere around like January sixth or whatever. Okay, that was literally January fifth. Was like the crazy gnarly eclipse. Um, oh, it was January fifth. Right. We, we can literally find out. January fifth. 
I know this because this was also the date of my exact Saturn return, actually. But so at any rate, I'm so connected to the podcast. It's created a wave that, like, disrupts. No, we work no. through it. Yeah. yeah. I don't feel affected by it anymore. No, but it, it, I it cut it off. It is such a ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Thing. Yeah. That it sort of. It was ridiculous, it but it wasn't that. inconsequential. Hmm. Correct. Mm. <laughs> It was ridiculous, and I think it was... I'm terrified we're not on the same page, but we'll... No, it was that. ridiculous, but illuminating and helpful. And no. also, I think, really helpful in terms of... Well, even that thing you just said about, like, imperialist, what have you. Mm. And, like, the, the sickness of those people. Yeah, and really... And that. an illness of, like, hanging on to and... And defending things that are that have that are, are just simply of the past. Yeah. And that, are like, so defended already. And are already a million times over defended. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was a real it's and I, I mean I think I mean also I think the idea that like it it was it felt more of like an an icon or a marker later. Like, later mm-hmm. I was able to see it and also see it in terms of, like, a lot of various institutions trying to hold on to a really old-school thing that is actually hyper-violent and their ways of being are violent and abusive, period. So I think, and I think the, the desire to defend that comes from... I mean, we're, and it's what we're in. We're in, like, the most polarizing, I can't think mm-hmm. of, like, a more known polarized time. Right. Where people are literally like, no, this is my belief and you shall not pass and I'm utterly right. Yeah, yeah. And there will be, like, no even discussion here. Mm. I think it's interesting because an observation that we both had is that over the years of this podcast... I think both of your both of you have had different forms of like political radicalization. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. And I say that because yeah, I'm I a think... Republican now. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, well that's what all the like kids are now, right? Right, that's yeah, like, all the yeah. TikTokers are now Republican. But like yeah, I think that there was a lot of like with all of us, but it was reflected in the podcast, um, just like an education around um like language around mm-hmm. so much um, and like Reed I think about like when you started talking about like uh, gender and costumes and like when you were really like getting into asking questions around like why is there a gender distinction in costumes and um, like asking when you go to a performance wondering does that distinction need to exist and um presenting all of these like really wonderful challenging questions that seem to have come from grad school you know but there's examples of that I think with both of you um like over the past insane four or five years you know no it's been like a really I would hope so yeah, yeah no this whole thing's been a great opportunity to have to like kind of put your money where your mouth is you have to, if you're saying something every week you know you have to think about it right it's right. a way of like journaling productively mm. and it's been a useful tool for me to like learn how to talk about what I think right mm. which is that really like for me 
my interest in, in doing it was basically like, let's try doing this thing I don't want to do. Talking. And, yeah. You know, you know what it reminds yeah. me of? Um, we know Caperland. We know yeah. Caperland's comedy. Of course. Right. Incredible. Listen to our pod. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I never. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know John. She, when she, what was that? I know John. All of that. Yeah, yeah, of course. But Kate, when she first moved to Los Angeles after living in New York, um, she created this practice of recording herself talk uh, whenever she was driving. And she would just talk no matter what came out. And the whole thing was just trying to get used to that comedy that she used to do in stand up of just like faux sermons or like lectures uh-huh. um, and coming up with being able to say anything but apply some sort of like academic uh, posturing to it you know right yeah yeah and I think that is especially with my teaching was something that got hard because like there's a how I teach is very different than how I would be on the podcast hmm. and yet my views politically which are rooted in my morals around what I would want for humanity is something that I think got I don't know it just got exhausting as well to like be like well I'm gonna practice that in one way during teaching another way while I'm making my art and then another way while I'm doing this podcast instead of like reading I could just have a phone call right Right, but right, also right. part of the excitement I think too is that reads in my positions can be like towards the same thing but how we'll go at it will be very different mm-hmm. which was fun sometimes yeah heart challenging sometimes yeah but I liked it when you get real mad that was my favorite like, I'd like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I would sure. love it when we would just get real mad and be like I'm gonna punch them all in the face or you know just something I just would like I just love this thing of like this of when the real saggy part would come forward mm-hmm. I would I'd love that like I I just loved the unmitigated rage of Reed yeah I feel very provoked by performances sometimes this was not these were not performances these would be like we'd read the newspaper the newspaper as if we would have like, seen the, we would have seen the news on our phones Right. And have been like outraged, which I think is now in this we're in this dynamic of I think back to this thing around like where's the joy at is mm-hmm. the yeah. is what I'm really curious about, and like what does that mean in mm-hmm. terms of what does one want to do in this nightmare? endless death cult of right. mm-hmm. capitalist for capitalist capitalist like yeah. where it just sort of keeps eating itself at this right. endless productive towards what yeah it's an interesting thing the sort of idea of productivity doesn't actually feel like the weekly thing like we're not trying to we're not actually trying to make more episodes or like feeling like we're just trying to keep doing it so there's more like a time thing of like doing it right happens continuously not that we're trying to make more episodes well i do worry about like the incompleteness of it if it stops you know it's like the way that i save programs from all the shows that i see i'm like well what happens if i stop doing that yeah like then there's just this moment where like i no longer did it you get rid of all yeah 
Reed is more of like the Lainey and I'm more of the Leela in this way. Mm, like I mm-hmm. definitely feel like mm-hmm. I'm just like sometimes there aren't sometimes things just collapse mm-hmm. and disappear and right. that's just what happens and like you actually don't get resolution. I think and that's part of I mean that was like every show I made like I was like well the what I remember someone was saying about someone asking Joan Didion about like I just don't see the redemption in your writing and she went there's no redemption Hmm. and I think this I don't know that I believe in that but I do think that there's a lot that that lives and neo lives are needing to or confronting or seeing around um just how violent things can be which I knew from how I grew up like I wasn't like I think our upbringings were also radically all three of our upbringings were very very different yeah well with the consistency that you're talking about of like not thinking about it as like a like how many episodes can we put out but like in doing it every week especially like in the time frame that you've done it in right and like thinking about the stages after the interviews right and then everything that came after what did you imagine the product was to the listener like what do you think what did you imagine the value was for the listener I think there was like a moment in time and this is pre Jack's departure where I like the phrase oral history was introduced to Mm -hmm. me and I was Mm -hmm. like Oh, this is an this is an oral history that is in conversation with like our experience of a certain part of the art world, mm-hmm. and that is valuable for the library. Sure. Like that somehow totally. felt like a reason to keep going. I was like, we're doing it for Linda Murray. Amazing. And <laughs> I am so obsessed with Linda Murray. As everyone on here has yeah. heard me say, yeah. like she is my true. Like, when I think of who I wish I could be more like, that mm. is who I think of. But we, you know, I did a project at the library, and then they did a project at the library, and a big part of my project at the library was listening to all these recordings of the people who had been designers for Merce Cunningham. Wow. And, like, listening to Jasper Johns, like, talk on a farm while you hear a lawnmower, I was like, oh, so what we're doing yeah. is also valuable. Yeah. Because, also like... That, it, I mean, yeah, we had that a similar experience of, like, so much better to like hear life the, the yeah the experience like a, a phone going off like right ring, because it's like, meaningful you're like things, oh that kind of phone yeah, oh, and then you're right, brought to a time kind of space in. yeah yeah mm-hmm. it sort of like aids in understanding the history aids of who that person is or was <laughs> aids aids sort of become so painful for me was arnie's was i mean i would cry every time i would go in there and Arnie's, I mean, I really even now feel like I could just like sob and sob and sob. It was Arnie's rage. I just miss that. Like I miss, it was the sense of that there were mm-hmm. people in front of me really fighting these fucks mm-hmm. who want to say that they know what's what or how gender should go or that like this is dance and this is not. And Arnie's rage against that system and feeling it robbed governmentally 
Right. And from me. The violence. Like, I felt like someone took... Uh, like, I just... I felt so mad. And I when I look at my generation, which it's like... Like, I guess if I think of, like... <laughs> in some ways, like, me and Anne Liv and Beth and... I'm like... I think of these parentless children who all find their, uh, who found ways of like acting out something mm -hmm. without a lot of mentorship and support. Like it just was, it just was what it was. And the, for those who survived, I think are, I can't imagine that. I can't imagine losing all my friends every week. Mm -hmm. And the trauma left in that and then surviving that and going to my own thing. And I think there's obvious exceptions. I mean, and there are people who are, but it's not, there's no way to ever cross that gap. And so the podcast for me did take on a sense of just Reed and I talking, I think was something important in that. Mm -hmm. So you were aware of the parallels between these two things? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because for a while, and I really felt like, okay, and this will be this thing of service. And what is it for just queer people to take up space? Yes. Mm -hmm. And to also not take up space in a way that, and to take up space in a way that I wasn't, that I don't see a lot of. Right. Or hear a lot of. But that, that realization wears thin quickly. But like, our, it's a record. Yeah. Well, right, because then, then you like, do an episode like, where oh, you describe the movie AI again. or whatever, yes. and you're like, well, I'm... But that's <laughs> joy, though. Like, and that's the well, answer I, to, you know, these right. things. And yeah. I, I asked this question because, to me, there's such a, like, during these, like, unbelievable moments in, like, the news cycle, um, it was, like, being able to listen to responses in real time from queer people articulating rage um you right. know like after the insurrection and articulating like you know befuddlement or whatever as i'm like chopping you know <laughs> um was like it felt very important and necessary and i had no idea that like behind the scenes of what you all were doing you had these other oral histories in mind yeah, I mean, subconsciously, I it took a long time for me to put those pieces together. Like, oh, mm. this is that. Yeah, yeah I don't think until... Because it didn't feel like after that. After we did our presentation, <clears throat> I, I had that feeling of like, oh, this is of a, a value. Right. And actually, the people who seemed like the most invested in it in a serious way were the people from the library. Mm. Who were like mm. Evan and Linda, who were really like, you're this is what you're making. And we were like, oh, well, we wow. didn't know that really, but thanks. And I didn't even, and for me, I feel like, I don't know that I, and partly just because of what I've seen, as particularly, especially because I came from theater. So I think mm -hmm. also seriousness can have like a, I can get really worried around that term just because of where then I'll feel like I need, that I need to have a kind of behavior then or a sense of respectability. And, um, and then respectable to who and for what. Right. And um, I think that it was also that dancer writing us, uh, who I believe was in Germany, about the pee-pee-poo-poo -poo episode. Oh, yeah. And that <laughs> really helped me. Yeah. Like, oh, that's what we're doing. And I need to take time away mm -hmm. to be able to have enough energy to, to, like, stay, to come back and to, like, 
let myself feel free enough to let go to talk about my retrospective or like that will talk that I'll be in the moment Adrian right, talking right. about pee pee poo poo. I feel like <laughs> I feel aware that inside of dance academia there's like resistance to this kind of format mm-hmm. where we're, mm-hmm. yeah, we're yeah, doing totally. interviews but we're bringing our opinions into the equation which yes. isn't conventional interview format mm-hmm. like we're not Terry Gross and we're not even Ira Glass sort of we're just like I am <laughs> except you've had your moments too because tea you know the the I'm I Ira think about like I think about, <laughs> but I but I think about the episodes that you compiled of like letters from people around like dancers around the world, and like what they were experiencing, you know, um, like right when the pandemic started and when we down. got their you know, audio. That is that is like and then responded profound, to them. produced, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think those moments and the moments of like true, authentic rage for what is happening in the moment right. are as important as the like the mania and like the ridiculousness and like the scream laughing you know like it is all a reflection of like and I think that's what we're getting to in terms of how much <coughs> got opened or is being opened inside of this time and what mm. the, mm-hmm. the, the swing like how far the violence of wanting it to retrograde is mm-hmm. And, and I think the surprise in 20, maybe that surprise in 2019 was was seeing that there's plenty of people in, there's plenty of people who want it to remain a certain way. Mm-hmm. And who want things to remain in an old guard way that has a lot of, it's just, it's just violent. That's just, it is what it is. And so, and now I think in terms of, I don't even know where to begin in terms of queer people and the, just how globally hated religious wise that we are and always have been and the handshake with women in that and um and where that all starts to break apart and into these into whatever into lots of factions i think that that's the thing that's becoming interesting to me in this talk Mm -hmm. around like how is joy or having fun as important as like the episodes I would say I feel most proud of, which are the Cunningham episode, the Bill T. Jones episode, and the one where we get all the dancers across the globe to talk about what's going on for them right now. Mm -hmm. Those are episodes that I feel very like, oh, I feel really proud of those. But at the same time, there's something, I forget all the time around the medicine of, even though I do it, of humor. Right. Yeah. I think I, I would like if someone asked the episodes I am most proud of or like the most, those wouldn't really come to mind. Like I can understand the significance of those episodes, right. but for me, it's the ones where we really transcend like the microphone, and we are having like really the purest expression of fun. Mm-hmm. Right. That's when I'm like, this is the best show in the world. Yes. <laughs> Which my therapist yes. was really like. I mean, I've been with my therapist for almost twenty years. Oh my god. It'll be 20 Imagine. years in September. I just took my, I just took Nomi to meet my therapist. It was a really big deal. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it felt like taking my child to meet my dad. And so it was a full, because there's been this full transference where I've literally said to my therapist, like, you are my dad. Like yeah. this, the transference is so full. But I remember him just relentlessly talking about, relentless. <laughs> 
another yeah. talking about Keyword. just taking up space as a queer person that that mm-hmm. and having joy in it is that is enough he was like that's enough right and and so important and I and he would say this over the right. years where I'd be like because I'd be like I'm not doing enough I need to be doing this I need to be doing that and that and he'd be like if some kid he was like you don't pass Right. So if some kid, some queer kid down the street sees you walking down the street having your iced coffee and like living to your full expression, that will assist them. Mm-hmm. This like, is sort of what Blake said was attractive about right. the podcast. Of like, yeah. oh, queer people that are different. They're not yeah. trying to not be queer. They're just like really doing the gay thing. Do you know how many like podcasts there are of people, of queer people who are trying to rely on their queer identity as comedy to make it a comedy mm. podcast. You know, mm. like that's that's an mm-hmm. entire sure. trend right now. <laughs> and, but like the... Um, I mean, the, I deeply, I mean, it's like, yeah. I really get it. It's almost like every one of my shows. It's how I start. Like well, every show starts also, with like, I'm a joke and ends but, with like, I want to kill myself. But the email that I sent you guys, like, and, and you, Jack, you were talking about it. On, I remembered it because I was re-listening to an episode where you talk about it and it was the one after that was called like we loves you and it was after people had emailed to like let you know like no please do please keep doing the podcast the main point that i had made about it was how like personally healing it was for me to hear two queer people with you know like gay or effeminate voices right i do being like like really authentically expressing joy you know and like having this relationship there was something that was like just on like that base level is like really amazing you know thank you I think I think also and I feel really I mean this Reed and I have the the feeling around this in a very different way (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's I just like what my past is is something that like is something I kind of only go to to like dig around in the bottom of the ocean to find like these scary things for uh, my work or something mm-hmm. or it just it seems like the only utility for them would be to help people feel less alone with their own trauma which will require a certain level of specificity and maybe I'll use a poetic in that so it's not my own but we'll have this icon and so just that there's someone from it was from the most special place that was like the place that mm-hmm. saved my life mm-hmm. was such a huge part that's you Reed was I such know. a huge <laughs> it's such a huge part for me in it and that joy in it and I think and what's interesting also about my departure was I think there was also something around it was really hard to step in and it, it sounds crazy to say but it actually felt really hard to be like the way I feel the best is to be referred to in they them pronouns Mm -hmm. and that actually feels the best for me and would have always and there were many reasons I like when I was a child I was like I'm a half boy half girl that's where my bullying started so I was like whoops and then I remember seeing a Sally Jesse Raphael where there was a trans person on and it was so the way it was shot the way this person was talked to I was like well it'll just be safer if I go with this thing called gay because I see it everywhere and Ellen is. Okay. Cool. Like, there's places to go. And then I'm teaching a course called Gender Theater where I'm like, well, I don't believe in categorical thought and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what am I doing? Mm. And it was when I was like, I will myself have to, like, go away to really mm. 
like finally start like wearing what I want to wear and to like step into that like duh of course I Betty Davis like this isn't and not it's not a surprise to anyone but for myself it's like how in 2010 we all had to put othering in our grants like I'm so othered and that's why my work should get this grant because I'm such an other Mm. and every single person was like well I'm othered because xyz this was 2010 I remember every single person, I remember going to like a grant thing and being like, make sure you put other and capitalize the O, (laughs) you know, because it's a Lacanian O. Mm. And I'd be like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) And it's where the granting system and performance and all of it gets, it can really wear the individual down. So I don't know. I feel a lot better now inside of that and inside of what that means for like, feminist oh I just saw some comic talk about like straight voice and I was like that's the oldest joke mm. you kidding we're telling this joke now the, me and my friends would laugh about this in 2002 when I'd order pizza <laughs> be like hey can I get you know like that was the joke <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know I don't know well he, and also <laughs> and what I loved in Arnie's in Arnie Zane's oral history was being like it's going too slow mm. like Arnie's like Oh, furiously wow. screaming like it's too slow well, it's yeah, too he slow dying mm-hmm. and, you know, he dies three months like, after that or wait what what is your recommendation for the future oh what well, was this well, yeah. <laughs> well, well I want to know first because well I'm curious like do we have to care about time no, no. Great. this could be three episodes <laughs> oh, that'll be great for us actually I mean right, yeah. what, it, what is this podcast it's like what do we care about yeah yeah well, I'm, I'm curious, like, <laughs> having this interaction, what has it been like up until this point? You mean this? Yeah. yeah. Derek, are you a therapist? <laughs> Derek's done. I'm, I'm sitting in my therapy chair now. Yeah. But I'm really curious, like... But are you... Ha- what? Are you, like, getting your MSW or something? No. Uh, <laughs> this is a this very is good an intervention. intervention. This is an intervention. It's a very good one. This I'm very inter- surprised. I am I am generally embarrassed when people reveal that they listen to the podcast. Oh, oh wow. Incredible. Okay. I love it. So this. when I'm in public and yeah. someone's like, the podcast, You're like, my first reaction is please don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> because somehow like then I have to confront all the things that I've said. Sure. And I yeah. don't want it to be like that. I want mm-hmm. doing the podcast to be very free. And it has been. I saw that a little bit when we were first talking, <laughs> and I referenced. Well, you immediately. Immediately, went I was for like, it. I was like, part the monologues, and I was just like screaming back here about, you know, because we've been I, preparing saw, for the last few days. We, we we've been re-listening. We've been. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But for people for whom the podcast is like meaningful in a way, and sure. they're not kind of just checking in, or because mm. I feel like. You have friends that listen I to the I dread the doing. idea of my mother listening to the podcast. You know, and I don't, I mean, nothing would shock her, but no. But I'm like, please don't listen to the podcast. But for people who kind of bring, who've like found some kind of meaning in the ritual of it, I really appreciate that because I understand the ritual of the podcast mm. because I too have my people who I hear every week. And I don't know. I mean, everyone is doing it for a different reason, and most of the people I listen to are actually making money right. yeah. from being on a podcast, so the intention is different, but um, it's kind of thrilling to hear from people who have thought deeply 
mm-hmm. about this podcast. And it, it, again, kind of renews my interest in going forward. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I was, I was worried before and then in a moment of this conversation earlier where I was like, this has brought on the death of the podcast. They're going to decide <laughs> that, like, this is... I felt the, a t- the total opposite shift happening really during the conversation. There was a moment where I, I was like, I really do feel oh, it, Jamie. An awakening. Like, maybe 30 minutes ago. Sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was like, oh my gosh, people know. Like, people <laughs> have really thought about this. <laughs> I think for me, and it's so interesting, it's in cancer, which I don't think I have any signs in cancer. Mm. But it's so emotional for me what's emotional for me and I think what was hard was that like it would be hearing Reed be like don't listen to it and I'd be like well why are we doing this then and it was this thing that I felt like I was also trying to fight which was the thing around like erasure and work erasure Mm. and that like I wanted Reed to feel like proud of anything we would do together and so I was like well I just won't do it then and so I feel like that's part of it. I'm looking at Jeremy who's no, looking I don't know. at me. I was just thinking about we did lis- listen to an episode in the car in like a you know, parking morning, you know, <laughs> parking the car, whatever. And you were like, This is so funny. Oh yeah. I was like, Yeah, when it's, was that? it's actually good. I, I remember years ago. I oh. listen every week. And so Do you really? Yeah. Wow. I think for me, it's a thing of that, like... It's impressive that you can listen to yourself. I, mm. Right. It's I been a good that. exercise I don't like this really? to my yeah. voice. I've I also don't, don't watch any of my shows. Like, I, well, no, I will if there's someone with me. Because I'll be like, oh, this part's funny. I love showing your shows. If people are there. Yes, but I wouldn't yes, watch it by right. myself. I'd be like... I have always found, prior to doing this podcast, the sound of my voice alarming uh-huh. and, like sweat inducing and like all the horrible you feelings. You find that about your voice too? I hate, yeah I can't. I love your voice. Wow. Thank you. Yeah your voice is nice. Mm. But I, I don't like I, my voice. Yeah. I love your voice. It's so interesting. It's I think interesting. I think there's a cast- that, so to me what I feel is like what other things maybe need to be said for this podcast to happen that are like between me and Reed and Jeremy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I felt at a moment such a need to safeguard my, just, like, I just, I was, a, I'm, like, a performer who made their own work. And then, like, put in front of people to be, like, loved and destroyed. And, like, get, like, compliments and also be, like, told I shouldn't exist. And I think that that the pandemic gave me this place of like we am alone yes work now I can totally just like cut everything off go to the attic close the door and think mm-hmm. yeah I think the privacy of like not and in being involved in the podcast was very good for you yeah and so I love hearing about what the podcast brings and I think I'm curious about and obviously I've come back to it in a very non-monogamous way where I was mm-hmm. like all like show up to, like I'll, I'll like flirt into this and then I'll flirt out like and I think but I'm not good at flirting like I'm pretty like we're gonna do this or not yeah. so Scorpio, actually so, yeah, yeah. yeah an Aries moon yeah. so it's really so bossy chaos bottom it's like I feel that like I don't know I, it excites me to think about how we would move forward and do more of it well, I think it's been nice 
that you feel casual about coming into the mm -hmm. mix, but also that there's like a construction that just like exists near you. Yeah. In case you want to pop in. Yeah, the casualness is a real. It's very necessary. For me. Oh, it's struggle for you. Because yeah, I'm not a casual person. Oh. So, but I, li <laughs> I wish I mean, I'd like I know, to we've been encouraging so, you in that direction yes, for years. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. It's funny to think about each of your relation to, like, casualness. I, and you saying that reminded me of an, of an episode where, like, both Jack and you were describing you as, like, this having this commitment to nonchalantness or like mm -hmm. commitment to oh wait no there's an episode two where reed is casual and jack is chaos that's like a conclusion <laughs> that you come to <laughs> that's like the theory Incredible. and jeremy is control mm. wow. so it's like you know it's really it's jeremy is control 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 i am as I am chaotic and Reed is 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 casual. And yet we all share the the parts of it where I'm also mm -hmm. like deeply controlling. Like mm -hmm. I chaos is just an acting out when I can't control it all. Casualness is just an acting out when one feels confronted by chaos. Like I think that these all Or like self importance. Or yeah, nothing like is overblown <sighs> sentiment. Yeah. But yeah. with like the era of Reed's solo adventures mm -hmm. when you were not you were not producing it right no. like you weren't you can tell well that, <laughs> I'm sorry the way that came out was so you can tell silly and stupid you can tell no the main reason you can tell is that your style guide the Jeremy style guide is not in the episode title right like whenever right. you're do like and because I'm also like I love like when things are like capitalized and like in a certain way well, like that. You could also probably recognize it by two spaces after a period. Read loves two spaces after a period. Isn't that iconic? Yeah. I've gotten better about it. I actually like did that for a long time, and when I had a, like an admin job, my first admin job after college, my boss was like, "Stop." <laughs> and, it, and now it's like a, a voice in my head. But also, like the episodes, those episodes when you would actually put music at the end of it, I was like, oh wow, he's really doing it this week. <laughs> Imagine, you know? I completely. That was like the first three, and then I was really? like, hey, did you put this. on popular music that would like make no, it get I taken would, like, down? Put it in GarageBand and pull uh -huh. in like the little looping sounds they have on GarageBand and yeah. like oh. make it be like dee 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 yeah. 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 you'd make your own kind of Philip Glass Philip ass but with those moments when you did not have to produce it can you like does any of that free you from producing it now with you oh, on oh for it? sure I would yeah. well I listened mm. to like <laughs> when I thought maybe I'll Return to the podcast. And then you returned I listened and, and, and I thought, San Diego just like this is so nothing <laughs> that like I can just come back. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Right. Now and people it, got felt, used to nothing. And I also, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, what was the listenership level like then? It you know? plummeted. <laughs> it did. Wait, when Jeremy came on, on, you left. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> after like several weeks, it just like, it. Ordered, I think. And so, so you are all looking at listenership? 
I didn't frequently because I realized that that might push me to a place of like disinterest. Yeah, but once yeah. I realized like, oh, this is like without a conversation, this is much more esoteric. Like there's not going to be the kind of yes. like interest. Then I was like, that's okay. Also, yeah. there's a game of like having guests on and bringing in listeners that way and also, you know, look at the Instagram. Just I absolutely know. stopped Instagramming, oh updating Instagram. the website. Like, none of, no, I did nothing. Yeah, yeah, I did yeah. none of so it. Right. All those things help keep people remembering you. Yeah. I think but I have friends who still too... donate to the Patreon. Yeah. Probably, like, Emily Modrel, you know what I mean? I love her. I know. Um, wait. Oh, I was thinking of this quote. When everything becomes everything, nothingness, ima- nothingness emerges. Mmm. And, like, and this idea of, like, that's the time we're in, of, like, when everything becomes everything, nothingness emerges. And I keep thinking about how much I love melancholia and how much I laughed during Antichrist, but how much I hated the house that Jack built. And, like, that was, like, a a too far. Mm. I need there to be fun and pleasure and play. I guess the other thing I feel... Derek from you as a therapist and Jamie from you as an astrologer in this episode (laughs) is I feel reminded of this thing that like I remember Reed and I were doing New Year's resolutions and I remember as I said it I knew I would fail (laughs) which is that I wanted to play more and I knew I wouldn't what year Mm. this year Mm -mm. it was like 2018 Mm. can you say 2019 it was Um. like no it was 2018 I was like I'm gonna play more and I was like I'm just, I think I, I think there's personas of that, or, I, you know, I certainly, I'm, I'm so aware of what I put on Instagram, or obviously on Little Ed TikTok. I can't access my Jack Perper TikTok anymore, because it says it's coming from the same phone as Little Ed, so it's like, no, you can't have two accounts. You're not allowed to have two accounts? You can have so many Instagrams. You can I have don't know. Hundreds I also was just like, I don't care, and I'll just keep Functioning, and I think eventually, just Jack Forever will just go on with the little lads account and be like, "I'll interview a little lad." Because I've been like, "Who should interview a little lad?" Yeah, but like, well, so me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's so amazing. And um, so, would the little lad come on dance and stuff? Uh, <sighs> maybe we should do an interview for Aaron's Aaron's magazine. Mm. For Aaron's would magazine, be, would be yeah. on Nord. It would it would force <laughs> me to do another another one. Well, you have to do another Aaron's magazine. I started, and I have a few pieces that are in, that are, yeah. They're, the Little Lads errands in a day. Can you imagine berries and cream? Oh, my God. Yeah. Berries and cream. 100%. <laughs> or, or you could do a recipe, because it's also, like, very, there's always a recipe berries in every. Berries and cream. Yeah. The little I have a recipe coming out in Dance Mag. Yeah, you do. For something you really? that I made much better just now. That's how. That's the interviews I get nowadays. Wow. It used to be profiles on my career, the podcast, and now it's. Um, do you want to submit a recipe to dance? Magazine? I think, yes. Jack. I that's think great. we should do a little lad recipe for berries and cream, and then. I was remembering. <laughs> this is going to be embarrassing for you, Reed. I'm sorry, but um, I was remembering an episode when Reed was talking about how he was having like the worst time trying to find some piece for a costume and like part of like the struggle was that you like really had to poo and you were like sweating profusely (laughs) and like truly just in hell until you were able to and like the way that you explained every single step of like this run of errands was Mm. incredible was this in real time 
Mm, no, it was like it was like on your day. way home yeah. at the I, end of the day. I'm not embarrassed, and I don't remember this. Good. Okay. <laughs> well, but I always thought like I want that, I want to like I want to like have Reed do an account of like an Aaron's day like that, you know. So it'll be it'll be maybe it'll be like a like a double like a fold out page kind of situation with like with like Jack and the little lads. Centerfold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. I do love a centerfold. So um, but how, anyhow, so I feel it's about play. Yeah. That's my response. And I think, Jeremy, what is it for you? Yeah, I think that's the idea. It's, and I think it comes up against the relentlessness of the weekliness of it. Yeah. That's what's hard. But I like how Jeremy came in. I think initially, that first couple of weeks, Jeremy was like, we're going to talk about art. And I was like, <laughs> yes. And, <laughs> and Jeremy made these incredible videos of like going to galleries that are were stunning and edited in these ways that I was like wow these are so great yeah and I I I think that trickles in I don't think it's like like I don't think we can now just like call the podcast like going to the gallery or whatever (gasps) but (laughs) I have to talk about something really quickly which is Jeremy showed me this headline about Marina Abramovic which is that now she lives upstate and she likes to fall asleep watching Canadian television and eating baby food and I thought (laughs) I thought that sounds so nice I I really stuff about her off pod (laughs) I was like I was like falling asleep watching Canadian television eating baby food we they quote the little lad like wait what else did you want to accomplish today well uh, well uh, I don't know is there anything else should we look at the google doc I have questions. Um, <laughs> do you not like peas, both of you? No, I no, just I do. It, was, it was harder Remember to pick up. Remember, you gave me a up. mountain. You'd really did. Yeah, it was just harder <laughs> to pick up. That's, that's I why. had like three. But you have a knife. <laughs> you use the like, knife against the fork. Yeah, like that. that. That's how. No, you, do you put, think that the like podcast this. would like yeah, that though. People love that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at a dinner party. It's like toast, toast. I just want to say I disapprove of my daughter's marriage. People listen to those like story podcasts. This is our Google be... Doc that we <gasps> made. No way. Yeah, wait, what are the other pod, what are the other episodes? Um, we talked about In the Car, which is... We talked is about In the Car, which is really... art. This, you that's know, for pod, Criterion. An episode I loved was when we were on vacation. And that, I In Hawaii. The Midwest driving. Well, there's the Midwest vacation, there's Hawaii vacation, there's... Um, I don't remember Brazil. Hawaii. Brazil is what I was thinking of, but I that was a great vacation. And you're in Brazil but, and I'm not, and we're yeah. talking? And it was like, and it was New Year's. No, we sent each other letters. We oh were my, like, wait, we were like, dear yes. Reese. Wait, I'm okay, sorry, are Derek you ready for this? has been sending my, me this clip over and over and over again week. because it is my, f- <laughs> this is what marked, um, this is what marked the beginning of the pandemic as like official and I will never, ever forget it. Um, I listen to it like once every three months. Here we are again at the end of the world. Um, <laughs> and that was that was like after the episode before that you had talked about watching Contact. Wait, not Contact. What's the Contagion? Contagion. Yeah. Thank you. Contact. Also, I watched Contact Contagion all, at the beginning. Yeah, of the we watched it the same week, and I, because I was like already freaking out. Really, and yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, 
incredible. That really was, and then that's like when the entire podcast shifted too. Yeah. Because you started doing those like pre-recorded like letters, and then the you know, and like, then just found all around. I think also, well, and also when we did dance and stuff show, there's the Thanksgiving episode is when I said 2020 looks like no, no. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah, And then I was like, and then people wrote me being like, what's 2021? And I said, one more. And then they said, what's 2022? And I said, too much. Wow. Wow. Cassandra. I really, well, I mean, it's the whole thing of like, am I just from my child abuse? Am I just hypervigilant or am I psychic? And the answer is yes. You know, it's like, mm. it's just a real, yeah, Cassandra sign. What else is on that Google Doc? Um, we talked about the bottle episodes that we love. We talked about casual chaos. I love this so bottle. My, one of my favorite episodes that actually had a huge impact on my life. On your life. <laughs> Choices. Was episode 55 with Parker Posey. Okay. You start off the pod. This is a, Parker becomes a surprise guest. Uh She just kind of like appears. She enters in. And the pod, but the pod just starts with you two having just, you're trying to have a conversation about something, which is the podcast. And you're talking. (laughs) (laughs) That is the podcast. Uh, A conversation about something. Attempting to have a conversation. You're trying to have a conversation about something well but in the way that when you're good friends you can always have a conversation about something but it's really what it what is it right but in this episode i mean i wrote down the whole script which i don't have to read but you're you bring up when jack was obsessed with the word decathexis and i learned the word decathexis from this episode (laughs) and this was in the summer of 2018 after i had quit my job at pentacle without a plan and i was just like i'm just gonna become an astrologer i had no money i was temping and i also really didn't want to live in new york anymore derek and i were also living together at the time and I this is was so exciting. Kind of, and I learned that word decathexis, and I was like, that's what I'm in the process of doing. Mm-hmm. I'm like decathexing mm-hmm. fully <laughs> from New York. And mm-hmm. I would, I like texted David Bernstein about it, and I was like, decathexis. And so, and we would constantly refer, basically, that's around great. that time, I decided I'm going to move to Los Angeles. I'm going to go away. I need to like remove myself from my old life and I start a new life. Part of the and David and I would be like, refer to it as the, <laughs> the decathexis the decathexis and we'd be like i'm on the decathexis journey where do you live now well now i'm back in brooklyn i only lasted in la for eight months Mm. it was very extreme but i really did feel like i had to do something that extreme to like press the reset button on my life is david bernstein a dance and stuff historian as well no Mm -hmm. he listened a lot (laughs) like i actually listened a lot in the very beginning which i don't canada yeah. He's in Canada. Actually, so one of David, he just moved to Montreal. Uh, Very chic. She's probably know. already gotten her vaccines. <laughs> um, but he used, he lived in Toronto until about six months ago. And his best friend in Toronto, Alyssa, is a choreographer. I, she, and she used to listen Alyssa to this Pires? podcast all the time. No, Alyssa, oh my God, what is her last name? Oh my God, she's listening. Oh dear. Okay, her her dance company is called Rock Bottom Movement. Oh my god, what is in her Canada name? or New York? In Canada, in Toronto. They're huge in Toronto. They're huge. <laughs> um, but she. I want to move to listen. Canada. Yes. Um, 
But in the very, because in the very beginning of YouTube cold. doing this, when I was a fan just of the work, like of Jack's shows, like David and I would basically do this role play where like he would play Jack and I play Reed, oh, where we wow. would be like, we're friends. <laughs> like this is us like role playing. Mean, and we have like our own friendship rapport, obviously. <laughs> wow. This has now become humiliating for me. It's but... not. I love that. <laughs> and so when I... we first started the podcast, I was like, David, it's our game, but in real life. <laughs> like David would just like, be like, Reed, <laughs> like, like this is, incredible. Wait, this is I do though. really love that, and I do think that David would be me, and you would be Reed. Yeah. Mm. Is that Reed doesn't believe in astrology? Well, but Reed doesn't, Reed doesn't believe I want in anything. To. I mean, I you want to? Yeah. No. Well, Reed I actually is, Reed is the absolute Scully, and I'm the Mulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Personality-wise, I definitely feel like I, I am like more on the Reed end of the spectrum. Personality-wise, yes. Derek and I, so like when we we were listening to like the monologue phase, I went on this whole rant. I was like, oh yeah, Reed's so good at this because I like had it in my mind that you were an only child. Because I was also raised in only, and I would like go on these rants and I'd be like, Reed and I are both only children. And this is why Reed is, because we know how to entertain ourselves. That's what you do when you're an only child. But then when I was re-listening, I was like, oh wait, no, that's not true. Do I come off as an only child? Um... I get. I I know that you have siblings, but they're much older. I also have a much older half sibling, but yeah. I was raised like as an basically as an only child. I was raised as an only child. Yeah. But and my parents were also siblings. like yeah. older. They were forty two when they had me. I am my mother's age when she had me. Oh my god. Forty three. Yeah. Crazy. Um, anyway, there was also there was also a quote that's related to to the role playing and then what we were talking about earlier which was like playing. what is the podcast or not what is the podcast but like um but what it is to talk on a podcast and mm. in the in the car episode you say that the podcast is an exercise in having a conversation when you have nothing to say for an hour mm-hmm. who said <laughs> what, that one of you I think it was and it's incredible it's Reed. that sounds like something Reed would say yeah. <laughs> that actually sounds like something Reed because you were say. probably like why are we doing this <laughs> well yeah you were probably like oh, someone listened to it and I told them not to and I was like why are we doing this that's true <laughs> and you were like because we have to and I was like I don't believe in have to um, wow. Derek and I also joked that this event was, was our joint make a wish yeah, we were like, because we were truly like, what is this going to be? Like, we were like, how much should we prepare for this? Like, how? Like, like should we go in? I'm so sorry. But it was truly because. This is all you're getting, lunch. In, in I think I the, made a really great lunch. You Jeremy did. It was great wonderful. bread. And Jeremy cut up these strawberries and crudite and whatever that cheese berries is. Berries and cream. But berries and cream. Thing of like, like, we had no idea, like, what this was going to be like you know, I had no idea what this was going to be okay right and so, so then and I was just we. like I was we just like no oh, idea. I hope I have enough tuna that's like all <laughs> incredible. I but, but yeah it was just and I like, had to do a little cardio exercise before we got here because I was so depressing well I walked I down did. to let you and I said what are their names <laughs> <laughs> but that's I, thing, like, I was like, and I was so like they're directions. my best friends I haven't seen in 20 years <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love them so much. <laughs> well, Jeremy, what was it like when you like? Why did you? What was? What were you? What was in your mind in setting this up? Oh, I love that. Like when you said, when you said, when you said, yeah, sure, come on, and we'll 
whatever I'm this would be. I'm gonna eat the rest of the pasta salad. Get it. Yeah. I mean, we could always just not use it. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. But it is perhaps Jeremy, the best well, I mean, content hey. we've ever recorded. Well, Jack, Jack <laughs> knew you both. Yeah. So why that not? was, I was like, sure. Like, why not, just right? It. Yeah. And I was also very like, well, I remember Jeremy being like, oh, we're going to have, yeah, that was the thing. We're going to have Derek and Jamie on. And I was like, well, they're my friends. <laughs> so who I saw 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. And who I DM with sometimes. The last time I saw you in person, Jack, was right after that Decathexis episode. I ran into on the street nearby. I remember. Here. I remember. Because I remember what your face looked like. Because you were in Decathexis. Wow. You were emptying out. Well, there was a kind of... There's like a... The light retreats out like backwards mm. down into like the pelvis so the eyes are sort of like <laughs> dazed glossy and dark as the light like goes to hide out in the pelvis to be like i'm gonna move her somewhere else wow which is gonna be like more of a pelvic initiation and you're gonna go from like that chakra level mm-hmm. which is what you did you then moved mm-hmm. one of my favorite things i've learned <clears throat> in this Conversation and this exp- experiment, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is uh, I have, research, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this research. for our Market forthcoming research. book, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, there's there's one gay called podcast. friends and work, yeah. yeah. There's In one the gay podcast that I listen to, and it's hosted by um, this this guy who is like a comedian and like and I, and I, I always wanted to ask him like when you find out that someone listens to your podcast, like, do you like them more or less? Like, do you think they're hotter or less hot? You know? Mm. And so when you were talking about, like, that immediate impulse of, like, oh, God, why do you listen? I'm, I think that that's what it would be like if I ever had a podcast. I can't listen to myself on a podcast. I would never... When I have been on a podcast, I never want to listen to it. But I do think... I am... I do feel embarrassed, but I do think that person is smarter and hotter. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I think it would also depend on the format of the puck. Like, this, like, for me, if it was, like, a more uh, produced, controlled, created thing, I would feel more like, like, I knew what had been said. Rather than, like, like, oh, I've said stuff, and you know it now, and I don't know what what I said. Like, prepared, right? Like, yeah. When someone says, like, we were in Orchestratus, and this person was like, I know you, and I was like, from the, the podcast, and I was like, I don't do it anymore. <laughs> and she said, I know, but I, 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 loved, I loved it when you were on it, and I was like, okay. Well, I've well, encountered well, a situation where people will be like, oh, you used to do that podcast. Mm. And I say, like, actually. I say, believe it or not, it I still goes do. on. What do they say to that? They, do they go high? No. Nonchalant. They don't seem to care. Yeah. Do they ever ask how? Are they like, oh, is there another co-host? No, it doesn't go on for very long. They're like, oh, okay, cool. So anyway, yeah. I'm a size 28. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I think, I mean, it makes me feel, it's left me with questions about play and in my inability to have it, do I need to continually organize it? Mm. And so really is that, yeah. Yeah, Since you do have I am to. unable to be playful, really, like I mainly, 
Like, I really love sleeping. Totally. Because I love my dreams. They're so incredible. <laughs> and do you remember your dreams? <laughs> On occasion. I, since the start of the pandemic, I was like, my dreams are incredible. I was like, I'd be like, goodbye. I was like, I'm going to go to this other place for 16 hours. It is so amazing. And I think because of how far I was in, like, therapy and also after the 2019 thing, mm. it's, there's an, I'm able to, like, activate and move around in my dreams. It's not lucid dreaming, but it's different than how I used to dream. I don't know if this has any relevance, but the three of us have very different relationships to sleep. That's true. But we can all do it. <laughs> but, like... You can all do it. Jeremy's <laughs> body cool. just does it because it has to right. at like 8.30 or 9. And you really, can do it. It starts to I can do it any time, yeah, but exactly. I've like set up a system where like I do it and I I don't love waking up, but I, I get up. There's not like, I enjoy sleeping, but I don't have the kind of like pleasure attached to it that Jack clearly now mm. has because of these dreams. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, well, I, the combination of the dreams and the not being here. Yeah. Well, I love like, not being you here. Don't, you don't have a kind of like schedule... Or the idea of a schedule attached to sleep, I don't feel like. No, I'm like very like your mom as well. You're like, sleep is when I am ready or like... <laughs> well, I'm very... Like, I <laughs> loved... If I could, I would sleep all day long and then I'd be awake all through <laughs> the night. Like, I like the nighttime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like when it's dark. I like that the sun is gone. <laughs> I were, really... Were you able to do that during the pandemic? Like, when you were upstate and like... Yeah, we were on opposite schedules. We were on opposite schedules. I just imagine you like I would be awake house, like only going outside during light to like say hello to Gracie and then like Well Gracie was dead. So but Rory was around. Wait. Rory's the cow. That's what I'm talking about. Gracie's the dog. Oh Gracie's the dog. Yeah, I meant Rory the cow. No, I would go out to feed Rory, but I loved going out at night. Yes. But then there's there's coyotes. Like I have recordings of coyotes, and when we got Nomi, I had to stop. Yeah. Just letting her be out at night because they got closer and closer to the house one night. It was so oh, wild. It was wow. it's like in Dracula. Yeah. When Keanu Reeves is like, what's that? And Jerry Oldman goes, a children as a night. <laughs> if you've never seen the movie, it sounds just like that. Uh-huh. Um, but I love the nighttime. Also, this is. Now we're talking about just stuff, which I think we <laughs> yeah. were the whole time. Yeah, this is well, stuff. I, I want to talk also, about... I think that is a good thing to bring up. The what? St- the stuff. What stuff? Oh, yeah, the stuff is good to bring up. I recently... Right. I So Reed doesn't have any relationship to Twin Peaks because it's too mm-hmm. slow, so she can't watch it. Mm. I'm curious astrologically who you think your three main are, who your sun, rising, and moon is. Because when I realized who my sun, rising, and moon were, it made me really sad. Mm. Because I had always thought it was something else. Well, I don't understand this question. The who? question of who are, what's so your... So it's sort of like a showgirls. Like, I haven't watched it. And, and I, Jamie? That's I know. crazy. I have not no. either. There are so Derek? many... Derek? Listen, I... <laughs> I feel like deeply... <laughs> I, feel like I, guess, I guess we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, get out! What? I can't believe that. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, I have a lot of uh, I have a lot of pop culture blind spots from wanting to be a youth pastor for so long. Wow, it's so hot. You know, 
it is hot. That's why I wanted to be it. And then I was like, oh wait, actually, maybe I want to be a cabaret artist. It's the same thing. It and is the same thing. Yeah, I have a lot of TV blind spots because I basically stopped watching TV from like 2009 until the pandemic. Like I didn't. And now watch you watch. T- and now I watch TV all the time. Uh-huh. You should just watch Twin Peaks. Yes, I know. Yeah, watch it. Yeah. I know. I meant actually to watch it. It's the most incredible television that's ever happened. You should just watch Twin Peaks and just Just watch watch it. it. (laughs) Enlightened is my number one. Enlightened is like... Enlightened? That's because you're a cancer. Yes, I'm emotional. I am a Jellico. And Mike, you have the same chart as Mike White. He's also Libra Rising Cancer Sun Taurus Moon. Wow, very close also to Monica Lewinsky. Mm -hmm. Um, You're very Monica Lewinsky. I know. It would happen to you. Derek did a did a show. I did a Monica Monica show. You look like that handsome actor from the the Beasts movies. Fantastic Beasts. Oh, I've never seen No one them. saw that. <laughs> no one ever saw those. Yeah. There's a non-British Who actor, someone pretending to be non-British, like uh-huh. very New York, old-time New york with a mustache. Oh, wow. It's like, you, um, I'm gonna look it up. Wait, you okay. did the Monica Lewinsky I did series? No, 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 no. I did... <laughs> no, the, the joke one. Joke? No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. That was Ice King. That was Lily Moroda, right, who played Monica. What are you talking about? Ice skating. <laughs> You were talking about Kanye Harding. No, yeah, that is incredible. I did, I did like for like a split bill, which it should not have been. Oh, you split did a live Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, it was movies. about. Um, it was a full length. It was, it was so full good. length, and it was it was about it Monica Lewinsky bill, in high school. It was ninety minutes. It was yeah. about like who she, what she was like in high school, and what we know from like the text about that period of her, and how oh. we were similar at that time. So, if you were going to have a play or musical mm. on Broadway that you got to write and all of that. Tell me what you would do, Derek, what it would be, what's the plot, and what's your role in it? Like what I would, what I would create. Are you the writer Broadway? and the director and the choreographer? Are you just the writer? Are you the liberate, like, do you I, know, I, 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 or I you... want, I want to write and perform my own stuff. You're the star. I really I like, write, I really like performing in new things. And I and I I don't even have to write it, but I do like being a part of the creative process. That's like what. Okay, but let's say that you someone was like Derek, you're gonna have this theater on Broadway. You got show. the Jacobs. You got yeah. whatever. Uh-huh. I don't know. You ha- you're gonna be at the Helen Hayes. Who knows? But it's wait. I think that's Delta. No, that's Delta. Okay, <laughs> Helen Hayes is on Broadway. Anyhow, so <laughs> what do you? What, would you want to do a play or a musical? And and what's. And give me the two line, give me the two line byline of what this is. Wow. Oh my God, that's give me the so elevator. Hard. Um, oh my God. I don't know. I know what mine is what immediately. Is Tell me. I write the book for it. Yeah. Someone else. I also, I work with someone, someone else writes the music and I work with them as the librettist with, with the music. Yeah. I star in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's Anne of Green Gables. Oh. And I play oh. Anne. Oh, incredible. Of Green Gables. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and it is directed by... <laughs> I perversely like the idea of it being directed by Christopher Ashley because of the Diana musical, <laughs> but it's really perverse of me. Yeah. But I also feel like it could be successful then if yeah. he did it because it would like... <sighs> He would take care of all the ways in which I'd made it too weird to be successful. Yeah. So he would like get it all cleaned yeah. up and. What? It's not going to be successful. 
it's okay. No, well, I'm playing the Anne. But the problem, <laughs> but the problem isn't the musical. The problem is Broadway, right, it'll be good which is that. which was the thesis yeah. of my personal essay that I that I wrote. Um, but I know what it is. And I think the show is called Anne Screamed with an E. And then yeah, it's <laughs> and okay, so it's directed by. Uh, what about this? What if the music is by Philip Glass? Oh my now, God. so now of I'm ruining course. it. Of course, and that's too on the nose for you, Jack. And it's, di- yeah. and it's yeah. directed through an Ouija board of Reza Abda. Uh, oh my God. my God. I don't even know what's happening. Ouija yeah. boards are some dark magic. I don't I recommend it. I mean, we did, as you know, we did this classic Ouija board where I thought it was really happening, but it was just Jen Harris pushing it and pulling it. <laughs> I, at the end of it, she said I pushed it, I pulled it, someone oh, always has to. She incredible. said I pulled it, I pushed it. I pulled it, I pushed it. Someone always has to. She had, you know yellow, she had yellow nail polish and we were doing Ouija board at Parker's. <laughs> yeah. And then Jack was crying because like... <laughs> the Ouija had said it was my mom. And then, <laughs> and then we like... Is this my mom? Yes. Yeah. And then it went to yes. And then after a while I was like, Jen, you're, pulling, you're doing it. And she goes, yeah, I pulled it, I pushed it. Jen Harris is one of... I would say like when I was like 19... And I was like, finally, like, I can fucking be a faggot. Oh, you were um, just talking about her. I was just talking. Dinner. I was <laughs> about Jen Harris and Jeff Witte did a, like, YouTube series about how they were casting directors oh, for yeah. viral videos. Yeah. And they were casting um, I mean, the Leave Britney Alone directors. video. And, right. and, it, and, like, all of these people were on it. But Jen was, like, one of the people who... Through our hit parade, I just like found what right. like the downtown New York scene was, and I was like obsessively watching those videos, um, like in California. You were in California. Yeah. Where are you from in California? The Bay Area, East Bay. Do you miss being in San Francisco? I was just there, uh-huh. and um, I, I went to like um, I went to have just like a couple days with my family, and then. I didn't tell them this, but I changed my flight and I had one extremely gay night in San Francisco oh. to myself, which I'd never really gotten to do before because I moved away before, you know. When was this? This was uh, 4th of July. Like, I was just there. That's so fun. It was really fun. Um, but wait, I okay, so I know what the musical is. Um, Wait, but do you miss San Francisco and do you wish you lived there more than New York? Oh, when I go to San Francisco, I black my entire life in New York out. I, like, don't remember what it's like. The decathexis. Right. I don't remember what my, I don't remember what it's like to live my daily life here because I am so, like, obsessed with the nature and, like, the beauty of... It's really beautiful. Be- ...of, like, existing yeah. there. And I also love driving so much. Yeah. It's, like, so meditative and, like... Yeah, but San Francisco, I think, is a kind of, like, depressing place to live these days. Like, every person that I know that lives there just has a very tepid response when they talk about living there. Because the people are terrible. You know, it's like, it's all of, it's it's like Murray Hill, but, like, the whole city. Wow. It's computer, what yeah. have you. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> um, What's your musical? Okay, it would be, <clears throat> um, because I feel like this is very in line with, like, every like play that I've been a part of it's a play. up until this point. No. You are no, it is a musical. musical. But it's a musical version of Waiting for Guffman, but it's directed mm. by John Doyle. And it's like Smart. 
extremely Ooh. pared down, mm-hmm. and it's like just about these characters that are like, you know, clawing onto something to survive. But it's very funny. Who's I think Sean that's, Doyle? that is actually he's the one who did like the company with, and Sweeney, Sweeney Todd, Todd, where they, where they all the play the instruments. Where Patty, Le, Patty Lapone had to learn how to like play the drums or something. The tuba, <laughs> the tuba. She was walking, Patty Lapone walking around like doing. Mm-hmm. And he Incredible. did company too. He did the company. Yeah. The most this recent company? No, no, no. no. no, no. He did. In 2007. Yeah. But they all play the instruments. It's really pared down. It's, it's always. Didn't he do the cabaret with Alan? No, that was um, Sam Mendes. Okay, so but, I want mine to be directed by Sam Mendes. Oh, I love oh that. Which is the opposite, because that's like. A really huge production. And I want know? Justin Peck to be the choreographer. Oh, Did you hear that, course. Justin? I think that's good. <laughs> and you, do you still um, want Philip Glass? No, no. And Justin the music. Justin is also a dance and stuff historian. You know who else is? And no. I know this because I Justin interviewed... Justin is? Mm-hmm. Justin listens Justin to listens. these. Justin listens. And I remember because you both talk about um, Justin a good amount from our re-listening. But um, Anthony I'll have to tell you about this night that I had with Justin. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, honey. Uh-oh. Oh, honey. Yeah. Me, but, Justin, um, and Patty. Okay. I just... <laughs> I, I interviewed Anthony Roth Costanzo for the most recent Aaron's. Aaron's. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, we know ARC. Yeah, I know. And, Two-time friend of the pod. And uh, Anthony mentioned, like, in what Anthony's listening to, in like this like dumb little like part of the interview, listed dance and stuff. And I was like, Aww. you listen to dance and stuff? I was like, so do I. And I don't know. I, I, Jamie is the only other person that I know. I'm, I'm seeing Anthony on Tuesday. I'm going to quiz them to see if Beautiful. they're telling the truth. Yeah. What are you doing with Anthony on Tuesday? Cassie and Jesse are back in town. We're going to go to the beach in the evening to eat a picnic. Oh, that's that sounds really nice. So good. Very civilized. There's yeah. also Dvorak in Central Park, so go see the orchestra play. Beautiful. Mm. I have a question. What should the title? I think this is a two-parter. It has to be. It's <laughs> gotta be. We're at because two and a half also, hours. We We've to... talked for two and a half hours. <laughs> I can't believe it. It feels it's like perhaps it's our been... longest episode ever. We need. We, no. What should the title no? be? No. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> response. Response. response and stuff. Well, or stuff and stuff. Is it response and stuff? I think it could the be called the intervention. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the intervention. It doesn't have to be with an intervention. Dance oh, yeah. and stuff. <gasps> but I mean, talk about like, this is my intervention into a public space using bodies. And it's like, yeah, it's called choreography at a sculpture garden. <laughs> <laughs> you know how to have people in dance and performance have to be like, this is my intervention. Oh, yes. Do you know about this? No. Okay, no. so in. Oh my God. And, so yeah. in, and Jamie knows. <laughs> and like, in high yet probably poor performance, people are like, I've, I've created an intervention at the sculpture garden. Oh, oh, Fifteen totally. bodies totally. will labor through the grass, uh, braiding it. And you're like, mm, it's a dancer. You know, at most, I can give you, like, actionism. But, it's you an know, outside dance. But the, but, yeah, but it's, it's called an intervention. Oh, I remember it's, just, yeah. it's just this stuff that people are like, I'm important, it's respect me. It's what you write me. in the grant. Right. 
in yeah. the show description. It instigates uh, the public. Oh my god. <laughs> it challenges the public perception. Right, right. But oh it's, instigate is really nightmare. Is That's really why we have this podcast, actually. To instigate. <laughs> no, it's to it. push against that trash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, well, I mean, that, that gets yeah. like yeah. a ton of money, and that is a real kind of very like thrust from Eurocentric imperialism like it it really does come from this right well it's exclusionary language it's designed so like some people don't understand it and some people do mm-hmm. and the people that do, and the people that do fuck them do. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh oh you mean fuck them like fuck them like fuck off yeah. No. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like pay for that lunch. <laughs> <laughs> pay for these artists' lunch. Yeah. Um, right, well, thank note. you for lunch. Yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you this for is, talking to this us. This has about been thrilling. We love hearing about our such. Oh, good. Well, Reed but... really does, and I already know everything there is to know about myself. <laughs> but well, I, I love remember things. I love <laughs> what I love is the is the expression of care. 